0: Welcome to this podcast that is all about funding from grants to crowdfunding. We will be talking with nonprofits, foundation representatives, federal consultants, passionate community members, and so forth from every angle of the funding community to see how they got funded, how they can get funded, what their challenges are, and what questions they have on securing funding. I will be answering questions and providing tips and advice on how to best move forward in securing funding for your nonprofit, your research, or your business. My name is Holly Rustick and I am creator of WeGo Consulting, that's writing, editing grants and organizational development. You can find me at www.wegogrants.com. As a grant writer for more than a decade, having managed grants for various organizations around the world for years, and being a federal reviewer, I have seen every side of the coin for funding. I'm excited to share information and try my best to answer any questions that you may have so you can increase your funding and your organization can impact your community and the world at large. So let's get started, because money can be groovy. Today we are going to talk about doing a SWOT. No, we are not going to learn about how to be a spy or special forces work while wearing black military outfits. That would be SWAT. We are referring to SWOT which stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats, although this is still a special type of reconnaissance work. The SWOT is best done together as a group, although one could argue it's a good technique to do by yourself if you're a solopreneur, but really this type of analysis is best for organizations, companies, associations, and so forth that have a common goal. Why do this fancy analysis? Well. It is very important to conduct an analysis of what stage your organization or company is at and where you want to go. This is especially true when you have a new administration come in or if you're expanding and growing. For instance, your organization may get some new grants and expand to a different target demographic or you may launch a new product to expand your reach and generate more income. Maybe you just haven't really analyzed your programs and projects for several years and the workflow and projects are stagnant or possibly you could have a high turnover rate of staff and want to mitigate unforeseen or foreseen changes. So there are many different reasons to do a SWOT. So how often should you do a SWAT? Well, I recommend doing, conducting a SWOT as part of your annual retreat. Yes, do this every year. Why every year? Well, your organization is dynamic and changes, but also the outside threats that are out of your control also change. I actually just did a SWOT on Guam recently, and a new threat that organizations wrote down under that category was North Korea. A couple of years ago, one organization placed the military buildup as a threat, and yet another organization placed the military buildup as an opportunity. So outside factors really do affect your organization, but it really is up to your team to determine what the impact is and how it can be changed. As far as an annual retreat, This can be done within your office, but I do recommend to try and not squeeze it into the normal work hours that hold the same normal work disturbances. Actually, set aside special time to do this, even if this means that no one is doing 9 to 5 work that week. That means your administrative assistants attend the SWOT too. One issue I see with the SWOT analysis and retreats is that the administrative assistants are not always included as the phones still ring and customers or clients still come to the front door. It is a huge mistake to exclude administrative assistants as they are the first point of contact. They have valuable information to contribute to your team and they need to completely understand your organization and your brand very intimately. You want them to be excited when they are talking about programs and to convey that excitement to others. If they aren't even sure what all the programs or products you have, then you are going to start having disgruntled customers and clients and board assistants. One way to allow for the assistants to be able to participate in these meetings or retreats is to have volunteers or temps answer the phone and be the point of contact for the duration of the SWOT analysis and the retreat. So that's just a simple way to kind of, you know, have them involved as well. At times, you may also want to just have the SWOT done first by managers and a separate one done for staff and volunteers. This might be appropriate for your organization. But for smaller nonprofits, you may want to have everyone in the room be there and feel valued and on an equal level. What you want to aim for is significant participation. If you have a staff of 200 people, it may be more appropriate to break up the staff into groups, but be sure to share the results with the team at large. So how do you do a SWOT analysis? Well, it's really quite simple. There are different methods that I will share with you. The old school method. (laughs) I like the old school approach of putting up huge separate white papers onto the wall and labeling one strengths, one weaknesses, one opportunities, and one threats. And then I hand out markers and let people know that they can quietly get up and write down what they think are vital um, thoughts throughout the conversation. So as I start the conversation, sometimes icebreaker questions could be to have the individual, individual share st- short stories on challenges that they're facing or or ways that they think that they could move forward. Another great way is to start with the four questions of the what is your why. We went over this in more depth in the last podcast, but the main questions are one, what is your main passion of being on this board, organization, or as a beneficiary? Two, what do you have to offer? Three, what do you want in return? And four, what change do you want to see by the end of the term or the end of the year? And these are just great questions to stimulate conversation while the SWOT actually starts kind of silently all around you and people kind of just get up quietly and they write down certain things about what they find as strengths, etc., as you're having this conversation. Now, another way you can do this is the group process method. So you could also ask the questions that stimulate thought and conversation but also go in and ask what people think are the strengths of the organization, the product, or the program. You could go ahead and even bullet point it electronically on your computer with a projector and have a more linear group approach. So everyone's kind of doing this simultaneously together, kind of shouting out things, and you're, and you're writing it down for everyone so they can stay seated and they can kind of see the flow. So that's definitely another way to do the group process method. Another way you can do it is a small breakout group method. So you could also break up the room into smaller groups and have each work group work on the category. So you might have one group just working on strengths and they could have a big piece of paper or their computer and one person is you know, taking notes and they could write all the strength strengths. I wouldn't recommend computers at this point though. I would actually go back to that kind of old school approach where you have the paper because what you could do next is that one group, say group A is working on the strengths and you give them 10 minutes or 15 minutes to do that. And then you take that same piece of paper and you switch it to group B and then now group A gets weaknesses and they sit there and they brainstorm and they already see some that are, are, that have been collected and they kind of add to that. So that is one thing you can do until you finish that whole process and everybody has a chance to share. Now all methods, how you kind of want to close this out and really be able to understand what everybody actually went through, you know, you all this brainstorming and everything, but what is it actually leading to? And how do you really narrow down the data? Because these will fill up, people will add a lot of information under these categories. So one of the most effective ways to really articulate the findings with a group is to give each person like three different colored stickers or markers, and then have them mark which three results they find the most important for each category. So for example, under each category, they'll they'll end up being a slew of ideas such as say, loyalty, teamwork, strong or weak volunteer base, large or small network of stakeholders, and so forth. So to really see what the majority think are the highest priorities of these, um, have each person indicate their three highest priority areas. Then you can easily count which items are number one, two, and three. So for example, under strengths, you know everybody's marking the three highest things there might be 20 things listed but they can only you know select three so at the end of it you're gonna have every item all items might not even have be in the top three but you'll be able to really count and see which ones came up the highest and sometimes there's, there's a tie and that's fine but you can just see like kind of what the majority think are the highest priorities under each of those categories so 15 may people. 15 people may put a mark down next to loyalty that was listed under strength, 10 people may indicate teamwork, eight people indicate holiday time, and so on. So this is great as it isn't one person voicing what they think is most important or critical, but it is the mass and it will resonate with the most people. So what are the outcomes of the SWOT? Well, for one, it gives your organization a way to analyze its wellness. (laughs) So you can really see what is our wellness, how healthy are we as an organization. Secondly, it's not the boss telling people what to prioritize as this is an organic process that allows everybody to have a voice. And thirdly, you can curate the results from the SWOT analysis and implement that language into your mission or vision statement or even for an elevator statement. So for example, our strengths are, and then you could put you know, your highest strengths that were indicated from the SWOT analysis. So it might be that teamwork and that a loyalty. And then you could say our strengths are and then put your strengths in as we work towards, and then you could put your opportunities there. So it really gives a good understanding of you can pull this language that has been derived is very organic from your team and that they feel are the most prior you know priorities because basically what's going to happen is they're really going to buy into that concept because they're a part of developing that. So that's why this is a great thing to do at a retreat because you can be concentrating on other things on your branding, your mission, your vision, all your other, your governance, you know, just how your organization runs. But this will really be able to say, you know, it is, it's about the people who are helping run the organization. So, and and another thing is the weaknesses and threats could prepare your organization to find solutions before problems even arise. Now that's really cool. And finally, the SWOT is a great team building exercise that creates credibility and buy-in from everyone in your organization. If someone is stating that something is great and it is a strength, they will work harder to keep it in your organization. And on the flip side, if they're saying something is weak, then it kind of gives them incentive to find a solution and the team incentive to find a solution. So there it is, how a SWOT can help create credibility and culture for your organization. Would you like further support on organizational wellness? Shoot me an email at hollyweeko at gmail.com or visit my website at grants. Com. Once again, go ahead and check out my latest book on how to write a grant, Wish Granted, Tips, Tools, and Templates to Write a Winning Grant. And then it's on Amazon. You can go ahead and check it out. Um, it did hit, yay, number one in two categories a couple of weeks ago on Amazon. Super excited. So please go ahead and check that out. Give me some feedback on that. And once again, if you have any questions, just shoot me an email. All right, guys. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.